Welcome to Match Chat, the Natilic podcast. On today's episode, we're talking unified communications. Gamma is a strategic partner at Natilic and one of the UK market leaders with thousands of clients across the UK and Europe. I sat down for a chat with Gamma's Paul Wakefield, senior product manager with over 20 years experience in the industry, not to mention one of the most delightful Welsh accents in the business. Paul talks about the market shift in the UC space, how there's been a huge rise in the demand for direct routing, and how there's 11 million Microsoft Teams users in the UK today, but only 10% of them are using voice. Why is that, and what part do Gamma see themselves playing in the market? It's Tuesday, December 1st, and this is the Natilic Podcast. Delighted to be joined on the Tillic podcast by Paul Wakefield, Senior Product Manager at Gamma. Uh, Paul, how are you doing, sir? Yeah, very good. How are you, Rob? Yeah, not bad at all. Not bad at all. Um, probably worth mentioning that I scheduled this podcast recording just after the England and Wales Autumn Nations uh, rugby match. So if listeners, you can hear a little bit of animosity in the air, um, that's what it is. I just had to get that in there before we started, Paul. Sorry, mate. Um, uh, that's okay, mate. You know, I'm... As a typical Welshman, you know I'm all about the rugby, and uh, that was the winner on the day. Let's not yeah. talk about the result in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, well, fortunately for you, our clients aren't here to hear us talk about the rugby. So, um, <laughs> so um, why, why don't you start by telling us a little bit about yourself and um, your background and your current role, Paul? Yeah, sure. So um, I've been in telecoms uh, quite a long time, uh, 20 odd years in the last count, but uh, I've been with Gamma now uh, almost seven years and I have specific responsibility for, for everything sort of um, SIP related. Um, so that encompasses about uh, seven different product lines um, and the latest uh, launch, which happened this year, which is Microsoft Teams Direct Routine, which will probably form the uh, the crux of the conversation today because it's uh, it's very prevalent in everyone's mind uh, at the moment uh, and i definitely won't use the uh, the term you know unprecedented times uh just to get that one in as well yeah 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 wouldn't be a wouldn't be a technology call if we didn't use that that term so um good and so so gamma have been a strategic connectivity partner with natilic certainly in the voice sector for um probably the last decade i would say um so mostly we've been helping clients migrate from iscn to sip and having those type of conversations but that's not necessarily what we're here to talk about today as you say it's, it's direct routing so i guess just to, to frame for any of our clients that haven't heard about it so far um what what is direct routing paul and why why should clients be interested in it uh, well, at its simplest, um, it's basically voice enabling Teams. So Teams exists as Microsoft's uh, unified communications product, um, and it does an awful lot of things. Um, and one of the things it does do is obviously drive voice. Uh, and by voice, that can mean many things, um, obviously, in terms of sort of audio conferencing capability, um, internal one to one conversations, internal meetings etc but a component of that is also PSTN calling i.e calling out to the outside world uh, in terms of sort of connection to geographic numbers mobile numbers international destinations basically enabling you to to provide a a voice capability or make a phone call sort of globally and fundamentally that's what we're doing that's what direct routing is and that's what we are doing in terms of enabling that now there's a couple of ways that Microsoft um, structure this or provide direct routing. And one is that uh, you can provide your own session border controller as part of the, this solution and connect it as a standard SIP service. And for anyone familiar with telecoms and, and particularly SIP, um, 
that exists as, a, as an option today. Um, and secondly, um, and where my focus has been most recently, um, is that we offer basically direct routing as a managed service. So rather than have an SBC on site um, or even, you know, dedicated to a customer and, and hosting it off site and, and having it virtualized, we can actually build and have them uh, build an infrastructure, a completely bespoke architecture. So all of those session border controllers exist within the Gamma network. And as a customer, as a client, you can simply consume those services as a managed service directly from us. Uh, makes it very simple in terms of a consumption model. No capex, no hardware. Very easy to consume. And obviously, uh, you've already got everything else in terms of the team's environment. This is putting the final piece of the jigsaw together. So that's fundamentally what sort of uh, direct routing is. Think of it nothing else as the ability to make a phone call end to end using Teams. Yeah. And I think that speaks to certainly, you know, before I moved over into the, the dark art of marketing and my sales role, certainly two things that I couldn't stop clients talking about was Microsoft Teams. You know, you've got this investment already in an enterprise license. Um, you've got it enabled for instant messaging. You've got it enabled for meetings. The next logical step is how can we look at it for calling? So, um, yeah, and, and, and certainly, again, the the, the migration from on-prem to cloud is another another thing that a lot of our clients are interested in so i think it definitely speaks to to those two things and i suppose one one thing that might sort of cause clients to scratch their heads a little bit is sort of why why gamma has gotten into the the microsoft teams group i'm finding that a lot of our partners in the connectivity world are starting to sort of look look more lean more into their sort of uc um capabilities and things like that gamma gamma an absolute powerhouse certainly you know the biggest connectivity player that we work with in the uk and we've had loads of success with you guys what 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 do you actually bring to the table would you say when it comes to to direct routing in microsoft teams do you think paul yeah, well, Microsoft has always been uh, a sort of funny beast for us um, in that in some cases, you know, you're looking at them uh, who want to sort of move into the, the UC environment and you look at somebody like Gartner that suggests that Microsoft are going to take probably about a third of the market within the next three to four years. And on the face of it, they should be an absolute competitor to us. Um, but the reality is because direct routing exists as a concept, Basically, Microsoft are enabling telcos like ourselves to actually provide that voice enablement within Teams. So it's quite a quite an interesting dynamic. Um, so they're letting us provide that sort of connectivity service uh, to enable their their product to work. Um, and it's fundamentally how the majority of, of customers uh, are deciding to consume that. Um, so for us, you know, the the structure exists whereby we can provide this capability. So direct routing as a concept, having an SBC that forms the, the demarcation point within teams that's fully engaged within the telco environment that's providing that sort of voice enablement piece. That is absolutely what we can do. Um, so it's really building on that and, and sort of building the relationship uh, into Microsoft. But I think, you know, for us, it's really coming about the opportunity. Uh, as you say, you know, we're... Uh, very prevalent within the connectivity uh, services within the UK with the number one SIP provider uh, by a fairly considerable margin. Um, and, and for us, it's about sort of utilizing the power we've got as that market leader and, and making sure that we can apply that to the team's environment because ultimately that's what customers want. Um, and I think the market is shifting you know, fairly significantly in the, at the moment. I'm sure we'll come across, you know, COVID as a catalyst, et cetera. 
But, you know, the number of customers in the UK, for example, in terms of business consumers, that the numbers aren't really increasing that much. Call it about 20 million users. So that's not going to considerably move up or move down. So regardless of what you think, we might head into a significant recession or relatively light recession, what the jobs market is going to do. You know, fundamentally over a period of five or 10 years, for example, the number of business users is not going to substantially change. But the way they connect might change. So, for example, whereas they pick up their the desk phone now uh, and they might connect via ISDN and make a phone call, tomorrow they might actually lose that bit of plastic and, and find a headset and it's actually connected into a, uh, a PBX via a SIP channel. Uh, in a year's time, that might be completely replaced by a Teams environment sort of end-to-end. Now, fundamentally to me, it doesn't really matter how they connect <laughs> To the, to, the, to the network, how they make those voice calls. I want them on the Gamma network to enable that to, to happen. And that's really what we're talking about. So as environments change, how do we enable that uh, is really the key conversation. And if customers are absolutely driving the demand here, and they are pushing the conversation, um, then it's something we have to have to meet the demand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's... Uh... They're definitely the conversations, like I said, that I've been having. Speak to that anyway. So, um, and what 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 would you say in terms of Gamma's conversation with customers today? So, are there any sort of good examples or stories, maybe use cases, things like that that you've? Um, I mean, again, we're, we're coming out of well, ostensibly coming out of COVID nineteen anyway. If 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 twenty twenty will ever end, but um, just are there any examples of sort of instances over the last sort of you know, 12 months um, where where direct routines really helped clients or Gamma have really helped clients to, to paint a picture for maybe some of the listeners? Yeah, definitely. Um, but I think before I sort of jump into that, if I just provide some sort of context in terms of the wider market, because I think these go sort of hand in hand. And if I think we look at the wider market and how it's sort of changed in the last, uh, particularly, you know, 18 months and that sort of going into COVID. Um, so, Microsoft themselves broadly own the global desktop, and that's a sort of starting point. About 200 million sort of desktop licenses around it. And, um, you know, and whereas around sort of uh, July 2019, they only had, I think it was about 19 million users um, on Teams globally. Now, the latest figures we've got suggests that, you know, around, I think it was November, also start of this month, maybe the end of October, those figures now have jumped to 115 million users globally. Um, so you can see the the amount of growth and sort of the impact that's had. Now, that's not all COVID, um, but equally, I'm not suggesting that's organic either. You know, there has absolutely been a catalyst here, and that catalyst has been has been COVID. Um, and that's all well and good from a from a global perspective, but take it back down to sort of the UK where we're operating. There's around 10 or 11 million licenses, uh, Teams licenses in the UK today. Um, so in terms of addressable market, that's chunky. That's big. You know, there's a lot of Teams users out there uh, that we can tap into. And the biggest thing for me is that the vast majority, 90% plus, aren't actually enabled for voice. So you've probably got upwards of sort of 10 million users out there who have got a unified comm service that's not properly voice enabled yet 
or it's running in a hybrid model because they run in two platforms. They've got the DX and they've got. Sorry, mate. Just, just, just on that point. Interestingly, um, and uh, just, um, I'd be interesting to hear again, um, and and not to put you on the spot here, but um, do, do you think uh, definitely a trend that I've seen as well? You know, a real small percentage of users that have Teams enabled actually use it for voice. Do you think? Do you think that's got anything to do with the the product set in general? Because I know again, direct routing certainly overcomes one of the sort of cost. Um, sort of barriers to entry, so to speak, that I know a lot of customers have. But do you think, in terms of the, the feature set of Microsoft and whatnot, do you think I know there's been some some pretty decent developments in that over the last few months and whatnot? Do you think that's got anything to do with that at all? Um, it depends who you talk to. In all honesty, you know, Microsoft Teams um, is still a developing PBX and is still a, a developing UC platform. Um, you know. Do I think it's the absolute magic bullet at the moment? I don't think it is. You know, and if you talk to anybody who really understands sort of voice enablement in the UC environment, um, you know, there isn't a single sort of platform out there that will do everything. And by that, it means that it sits on the desktop, provides all the functionality you need. And I think, which is why we're seeing a sort of, you know, even though the numbers are big, take up of fully embracing Teams as an environment. It's not quite there yet. And I think, you know, we suggest probably is going to be about 40% of the deployments will actually form a hybrid model because people will need specialist services like high-end contact center or compliance call recording or analytics platforms, uh, or that they need certain features that, you know, that Microsoft, although it's catching up quickly, just can't quite deliver yet. Um, there's no doubt the development that's coming on is absolutely sort of exponential in terms of the speed in which they're de- uh, deploying things. Um, but yeah, not to be sort of wholly negative, you know, it's not quite there yet and it's still there uh, and it's still developing. Um, and while that exists, I think there's a, there's a role for these sort of um, dual deployments whereby we're going to see multiple systems or the emergence of new types of technology, particularly in the cloud environment, that will be overlaying this type of platform. And I think a, a key battleground at the moment is integration into Teams. Who yeah. can plug the gaps into Microsoft quickest before they get the opportunity to develop themselves? Um, and they can actually sort of gain market share or keep the customers that they're, that they're looking to do. Yeah, um, it tends to, tends to cause the most pain. I know certainly... Um, it's all well and good, sort of, you know, best laid plans of mice and men and whatnot. But the actual transition from on-prem to cloud, it's um, not quite as simple as, um, as as you might think, isn't it? I think. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And, and you, you know, we talked about sort of key trends. You know, that is the trend. You know, uh, all of a sudden, I now need to move my entire business operation into the cloud, i.e. I've got to shut my office. I can't continue to operate where I am. However, I need to continue to operate. How do I move 10, 20, 50, 1,000 people, you know, off-site, at home, mm. or at a different location, quickly, easily, seamlessly? Um, the switch. Easy. Absolutely. absolutely. And, you know, and Teams does provide that sort of catalyst because, as I say, they've got the desktop. That's your starting point. Now, the ability to have Teams and have meetings and have conferences the ability to, to make calls, receive calls, uh, provide all those features, you know, the IMs, you know, that is a path of not um, minimal resistance then, I'll say. So um, if you've already got it, it's a hop, skip and a jump to fully enable that. Now, 
some customers, and particularly at the smaller end, they're very much deciding that the, the PBXs that they've got are actually not quite fit for purpose, and that jump has been you know relatively hard. A higher-end customer um, who's already sort of dabbling with these types of environments or are using it for, for meetings or using it for IM, it's less of a jump. But equally, they've now got to sort of go on that journey. But if you look at the the impact of COVID, I think the one thing I will say is you've probably seen as much digital transformation in the last six months uh, than you've probably seen in the last decade at least. And I think that is the key impact where you've now got customers really trying to sort of move into a digital world, embracing cloud because there is an absolute catalyst for change. And COVID is this catalyst for change. Um, And it's not a sort of short term. So I think the biggest thing for me is really culturally, how are we going to adapt moving forward? You know, if nothing else, I think people are a lot more comfortable now utilizing video conferencing than they ever were six months ago, uh, because it's now just the norm. You know, the ability to work from home, how many people or businesses would have said six months ago, yeah, it'd be nice to do, but, you know, I work in the creative industries. I work, you know, better as a team. You know, I just physically couldn't do it. And having now physically jumped onto this bandwagon, they're deciding that actually it is possible. So the way we're working, business culture, business operations, and just society in general, I think, is is undergoing quite a quite a major change in terms of adapting to what they can do, what they could do, what they should do, um, what they're comfortable with, and uh, it'd be interesting to see how it uh, how it pans out over the next sort of probably three to five years. Um, but yeah. at the heart of it are communications, you know, communications, you know, whether you're face to face, you know, on video, off video whatever communication is absolutely fundamental to what we do in person in our social lives in our professional lives um and technology at its best is just a seamless tool that enables that and and that's what we're here to try and enable yep yep so good news for me and you we're still going to be in a job in three or five years time by the sound of things that's the plan things not going to change too much i think the platforms might change underneath um but uh yeah the world is definitely changing but i think this has shown us much and nothing else that communication is you know absolutely critical at the heart of everything we do absolutely great paul thank you very much for your time it's been really insightful cool brilliant glad uh, you could have me well thanks for listening to natchat the natalic podcast Please subscribe to the Natalie Podcast on Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever you get your podcasts. And leave us a review while you're there. It really helps us improve and grow the show. Please note that opinions expressed on the Natalie Podcast are those of the hosts or our guests, not the organizations that they represent. You can find more information on Natalie on our website, that's natalie.com. You can also find us on social media. On Twitter, we're at Natalie Group, as well as Facebook and LinkedIn. Our theme music was provided by Dan Short, who you can find at Danza, that's D-A-N-Z-R, on music streaming services. This is Rob Thor, and thanks again for listening.